What's up, guys? This episode is brought to you by our favorite budgeting app, Every Dollar. Rachel and I love Every Dollar because it is the easiest way to take control of your money, build the right habits, and make progress on your goals. You can download it for free on the App Store or Google Play today. Hey guys, I'm Rachel Cruz. And I'm George Camel. And this is Smart Money Happy Hour. Very good ding on that one. I know, I thought so too. So this is the show where two friends who happen to be money experts talk about everything you're talking about. Everything. From current events, pop culture, and money. We're dishing it. I think that's what kids say. I have no clue what the kids say. Uh, Well, today, Rachel, we are embracing the Christmas spirit and talking about the not-so-subtle money messages in some of our most beloved Christmas movies because whether you notice it or not, there's some kind of weird financial elements that are driving the plot of most Christmas movies. Is that Uh, a conspiracy theory? Does that count? Yes. Yes. Thanks for even saying that, George. You know me so well. I'm always trying to figure out if this is a conspiracy theory for Rachel. What is happening? What is happening? Oh, my gosh. And also in the holiday spirit, we're going to talk about some wild examples of celebrities being outrageously generous as well. We love to see it. Yep. But every episode, we have a new drink. And tell us what we're drinking today, George. Today, we've got a vanilla chai tea white Russian. Oh. That's a lot of words. It's a lot. That that it's a fancy drink. Very fancy, and, and we have it in the Christmas themed in the Christmas vacation uh, moose mug. They're beautiful. Thank you, Lindsay. Are they You're your welcome. moms? I got your back. They're my moms. Yeah. Oh my goodness. We gotta get in the Christmas spirit. Precious, precious. So well, at the end of the episode, we will rate the drink. And break down how to make it and give you the recipe. Love it. Let's get to it. Christmas movies with money problems. Here we go. Let's jump right in with the first one, Rachel. An undeniable classic, It's a Wonderful Life. With George Bailey. With George Bailey. Why do all of their accents sound like that? This is a great one, though. What a great, great movie. Okay, can you do the, the line? Do you remember that line? What? The classic line from the movie. You want the moon. What did you want, Mary? What did you want, Mary? You want the moon? You want the moon to say the word. To say the word, Mary? I'll throw the lasso around it and pull it down. <laughs> what is that old-timey voice they all I had? I don't know. Like, where are these people from? Not America. <laughs> I miss that it accent. It is so true that they do talk. <laughs> what is that? Old-timey. It's a thing. I've looked it up. It's a whole thing. We've lost it. You know, do now they we talk have about, slang. Do they and... talk like that in real life, though, or just on movies? I think that was kind of the vernacular and accent of the day. Wish I wish I lived then. Yeah. Okay, so if no one has seen It's a Wonderful Life, George. It just came out in 1946, Rachel, <laughs> very recently. It's black and white. It's square. So if you're like Gen Z, you're not watching this. All right. It's so good, though. Give me HD. Give me 4K. Give me 16 by okay, 9. So, okay, so classic. It's a classic. So it's about a small-town banker named George Bailey, and he's played by Jimmy Stewart. So basically— the idea is that George's bank ends up over-leveraged, which means they've loaned out too much money that they have. People came and heard that the bank was in trouble, so they come to to get money, get their money out of the bank. And he's thinking about ending his life because his insurance policy is worth more if he was dead versus alive. This so, is not like I know, the it fun Christmas sound, story I, know, I remember. It doesn't sound great, but there's wow. a wonderful lesson in it. Um. And so his here's what's fascinating. His insurance money was worth about fifteen thousand dollars back then, but today's money would be two hundred thousand. Wow! And we're talking about a life insurance policy, and we think it was a whole life policy, which, by the way, we never recommend. 
So, George, do better. Get you some term life. Pol- we'll talk about that. But a lot of financial themes in this movie from uh, from greedy Mr. Potter to Mary's gold digging mom. But let's focus in on George Bailey here. I know. We love We, we love stand George. A George. We love a good George. He wasn't a great banker. No, from that a, is for from sure. From a business perspective, his heart is one of gold, but he was not uh, not a great banker. Well, the bank was offering subprime mortgage loans, which if that word sounds familiar, it's because of the 2008 housing crisis. Which is what? Essentially what? Explain what that the is. The banks were giving out super risky loans to people who definitely should not have gotten these loans, and it turned into a crazy bubble. And uh, it turned into a lot of bankruptcy and a lot of foreclosures and a lot of sad, sad situations. Um, and so people with, who had just filed bankruptcy, super low incomes, have a long history of not paying bills, they were like, sure, here's some debt. I'm sure you'll pay us back. Recipe for disaster. I know. And while, you know, homeownership, it's an American dream, right? It's part of the American dream. So you want people to own a home, but a home ends up being a curse very quickly if you don't have the money to pay the mortgage and all of that. And then if the bank lends out a bunch of risky loans to people that may not be able to afford the mortgage, then it causes them to go into crisis. And yeah, not good. So quick teaching on when the right time is to buy a house. We always recommend a 15-year fixed rate mortgage where the payment is no more than a quarter of your take-home pay. And so that will help tell you, here's how much down payment you need. Don't do these. There's all kinds of crazy, terrible mortgages out there. And on the insurance side... We recommend term life insurance that is 10 to 12 times your annual income. And term is very different from whole life, whereas whole life tries to be this investment and an insurance and there's a cash value and, oh my goodness, they make it so complicated on purpose and term life is so much more affordable than whole life with better coverage. Yep. All right. It's a Wonderful Life. Who knew? So many great money lessons, George. Uh, It's a great one though. It's a good one. I need to go rewatch it this year. Oh, it's so good. Okay, next one, one of my faves that I still will laugh out loud, Elf. Oh, Will Ferrell's performance, legendary. In the, you know any quotes from the movie? You want to give us one? Oh, man. I like I like when the, the Norwal in the North Pole, bye, buddy, hope you find your dad. Thanks, that Mr. Norwal. I like when he goes uh, and he says, congratulations, world's best cup of coffee. <laughs> That's a good one. And then the one where he's with the Santa in the mall and he's whispering, you "You stink. You smell like beef and cheese. You don't smell like Santa. You stink. I think you're going to have a good Christmas, all right? You smell like beef and cheese. You don't smell like Santa. I love it. I just love an adult who is a child. It just made me happy. His whole performance was brilliant. It is so good. Okay, so what can we learn from Elf? Well, if you've never seen the movie, uh, it's a very plausible plot where an elf man is seeking to reconnect with his biological human family. And uh, there's some interesting financial elements driving the plot, especially with uh, the job of Buddy's dad, Walter. I know. He's in the book business, and he's got to get the books. Remember the nun? But the children love the books. That was a great scene as well. So many good scenes. So anyways, he has to get this published, and he brings in a writer even. Starts cutting some corners. Miles, right? Yeah. What was his name? I think so. Something Miles. Prove us wrong. It is Miles. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, to cut corners, to get this book written, because the publisher needs it, and he's even making people work on Christmas Eve. And Walter's boss is putting some pressure on him. Yeah, for sure. Woo. So you got to just keep, you got to remember, people, you know, what's important in life. That's right. Family. And your financial troubles can cause you to be distracted. 
That is, that's a great lesson for Elf. And so when you're like debt free and you, you're working a job that you actually enjoy and you don't have a toxic boss, it's a game changer. It is. So thank you, Elf. Yeah. And you can stand up to the bullies. When you, you you have that autonomy and freedom, and you can make the right choices for your family. And another money lesson here, Rachel, Elf had a really small production budget. Now, small in Hollywood. It was just $32 million. Oh. Considering the movie made over well over $200 million. For sure. Great investment, Hollywood. Well done. They had to shoot this movie with a very small crew, guerrilla style, is what they call it in the industry. And all of the scenes were real, from Farrell walking through traffic to the scene where he meets Santa on the street in a red tracksuit and a hat. Like, they just filmed that live because they didn't have the budget to create the scene. Oh, so funny. Isn't that amazing? So good. Who knew? Well, that's a great one. Make sure to watch Elf, you guys, because, man. Okay. I try to watch that one every year. The next one is my all-time favorite. Christmas Vacation. Oh, you're a Griswold fan, aren't you? It, that, now that, okay, I said Elf makes me laugh out loud. Christmas Vacation is, it's so funny to me. So give us the overall general plot of this movie. What's going on? I mean, the plot of the movie, gosh, <laughs> it's the Griswolds. They're having Christmas. So he, this dad's uh, stressed about work, right? Yeah, yeah, Clark, yeah, 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 yeah. Stressed about work a little bit. Banking but, on a bonus. No, yeah, that's money the money teaching there. Yeah, that's not the big part of the movie, but, I mean, it ends up being the, toward the end, a big part. But yeah, I mean... Just God, chaos. Is just, chaos. It's just the chaos of Christmas and all the family. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's just so good. I'm, like, thinking of so many scenes right now. So, yeah, but some good uh, money teaching. Yes, he is stressed about work, and he's depending on a, bo- on a bonus. So he surprises the family and announces to the family that he's going to build a pool with the holiday bonus. Before he actually has this before money. Before he has the money. I know. We make plans before we actually have the money in place. And then turns out the boss is like a jerk. And instead of a bonus, he gets a card for Jelly of the Month Club. Oh, yes. The famous scene. It's so sad. It is so sad. Well, so don't me. count your eggs before they're hatched. Is that the, is that the quote? I was trying to think of it. Don't is that count, it? Is it, are chickens involved? Or don't count, don't the count your chickens before, before they're hatched. hatched. <laughs> the eggs. Do eggs hatch or do chickens? We're so close. You did great. What's up, guys? If you want to be better with money, your first step is to start budgeting with every dollar. This is the app Rachel and I both use, and trust me, it's great because it gives you everything you need to make budgeting easier, faster, and dare I say, even enjoyable. Yeah, I think you can say that, George. I mean, it's pretty enjoyable to have more money, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what happens when you're intentional with your spending. Guys, download every dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play today. Well, here's a fun fact related to that. Last year, more than one in three consumers said they spent more than they had on Christmas, end up owing over 1200 bucks on average on Christmas alone. So do not do this. Yes. And this is one of the best reasons to cut up your credit card and avoid these buy now, pay later services out there. Because when you don't have the option to spend money you don't have, you just don't. That's right. Because you don't have the option to. So take away the temptation. I know. So even if you think that something's going to be out there and it's all going to be okay because I'm going to get that, 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 life doesn't always work out. Sometimes you get jelly in the month club. Agreed. So let's, you ready for some lightning round? Can we do that? Yeah. Christmas movie lightning round. Okay. I'm going to name the movie and you give us a little um, money lesson. Oh, okay. Okay, go. I'm nervous. Four Christmases. 
Oh my gosh, Reese Witherspoon. This is a funny movie. Okay. Uh, um, so they lie at the beginning of the movie to their families because they don't want to spend Christmas with them. They want to go on vacation, and then they're and then they get their trip gets canceled. So then they have to go to all their, all their families' Christmases for Christmases. And it's a nightmare. And it's a nightmare. So I'd say, be, hey, be honest with your plans, set boundaries, and be secure in them. And don't feel like you have to go and buy gifts for everyone and go to every single thing. It's exhausting. It's stressful. Sometimes you got to put a boundary up, George. That's my lesson for I that one. I love that. And for travel, too. Like, hey, we don't have the budget to go to all these places. Yep. We have to just choose one this year. That's right. All right, George, Ooh. you ready for yours? All right. Jingle all the way. Oh, my gosh. I don't think I've ever seen it. This is one of my all-time favorites. It's it? Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. And so it's these two rival Sinbad. dads. We got a mattress salesman, a postal worker, and they're both desperately trying to purchase a Turbo Man action figure for their sons as a last-minute Christmas Eve shopping spree. And uh, it ends up in chaos, as you can imagine. But you remember, like, the, the gifts of our time that were crazy, like Cabbage Patch dolls were big. Furbies. Um, Furbies, iPods, the, the Tamagotchis. Yes. I oh know you gosh, had one of those. I did. Tickle Me Elmo's, Beanie oh, Babies. Oh, Tickle Me Elmo. That was like the crazy Insert your crazy one. toy of the year. And so they go to the Mall of America, which I can now say I went to recently. And it was, I was like. <laughs> is that where it's based on? Yes. It's oh in Minneapolis, God. St. Paul. Oh, my And gosh. so they're, this is one of the money lessons in there. Uh, Howard, played by Arnold, is lured into buying a doll from a con Santa, who's played by Jim Belushi, and is the leader of a large counterfeit toy-making production. He ends up spending 500 bucks for a Spanish-speaking doll that falls apart the moment he opens it. So one of the money lessons is don't fall for the traps and scams during the holidays because you're in a rush, you're not paying attention. And uh, number two is a great lesson on supply and demand and hype. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Who knew? Who knew? Jingle all the way. Supply very small, demand high, price skyrockets and creates chaos. Enter inflation for 2022. Yes. So, and this all could have been avoided if he had just showed up to karate instead of being so focused on work because the whole thing is like, well, he missed karate, so he promises his oh. son this toy. Oh, my. So show up, dads, and you can <laughs> avoid the chaos. All right. You ready for this next one? One of my favorites. Okay. The Santa Claus. Tim oh, Allen. Tim Allen. Such a great one. Okay. So the lesson here, um, I'm going to say read the fine print. He put on the, he put on the suit. Speaking my language, Rachel. And didn't read the fine print on the card. Now, granted, it was not visible to the naked eye. He had to put it under like that microscope thing. That's right. Um, but yeah, before you get into anything, any legal documents, any legal binding, any anything, read the fine print. That is so You good. never know what they're going to have. And so that can get you in so trouble. Small. And it's, it's 19 pages long. No one's really reading all of these contracts and agreements. But when it comes to like money— yeah, be careful. You've got to make sure you're reading this stuff. Mm -hmm. Winston will put stuff in front of me sometimes, like for, I don't know, investments. And like, and he's like, here, just sign here, here, and here. And I'm always signing without reading. I'm like, you're taking all of our money and funneling it in the yes. Bahamas, aren't you? <laughs> Winston's got some uh, some offshore accounts. <laughs> no, he doesn't. But I do, I do. I'm like, I trust you, babe, because I'm not reading it. So... Well, it's your spouse. So you're like, I, it is. It is. There's a reason. And Winston is like, I mean, you know, the guy read through it. Oh, for He's sure. Meticulous. I know. It just makes me laugh. Does Winston listen to these, by the way? Um, he probably does. He listens. Yeah, he listens the first two episodes. Oh, I know. Well, can I just say, my wife, Whitney, listens to every single episode and she never listens to anything I do. Like, <sighs> she works here. It's a whole thing, but she, like, will not miss an episode, which tells me it's because of you, Rachel. Oh, so she's a big fan. I'm going to give a shout out to Whitney. There we go. Love you, Whitney. Okay, last one, George. You ready? Mm hmm. 
How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh, this one's all about greed mm. and generosity. <laughs> Give me more, George. Tell me more. Well, I mean, the whole, the, I mean, obviously, the Grinch is like just ruining Christmas for everyone. He's a curmudgeon and he's, he's, he's just evil greed is contagious in this movie. And it all turns around and his heart opens up when he realizes the true spirit and meaning of Christmas, which is love and generosity and loving your neighbors. And it really is a beautiful story of a, of a life change, transformation of the heart, Rachel. What would you say? I'm speechless. <laughs> was, that, was that enough for you? <laughs> that, was, that was a lot, George. You've done really well this episode. You've given a lot of details. I'll oh, say I'm that sorry. Much. Wow. I'll well, say that much. I did my research, Rachel. It was really good. But yes, I think the change of heart is the biggest deal. Are you talking cartoon or Jim Carrey? That's a good question. I think I'm going Jim Carrey. I went Jim Carrey in my head when I said how the Grinch stole Christmas. Jim Carrey, which I will say, I only recently watched that movie for the first time. Like I don't know really? if I just had a weird childhood, like being Middle Eastern, but like we just, <laughs> I don't know. Like it's I love so the Santa good, Claus. Though, that was a classic it? growing up. But like how the Grinch stole Christmas with Carrie never made it onto like our family. Really, Christmas my girls list. love the Grinch. We watch it a lot. Well, what's your lesson from that? Is it around the same thing? Yeah, for sure. That people matter more than gifts. Because even the the Whoville, they were very big on like the tree. Like, you know, they went for— What a for, sweet little community. <laughs> well, and giving is the most fun you can have with money. We say right. a lot. That movie is one of those that really shows it. Yes, for sure. For sure. I love it. Uh, well, speaking of generosity, there's some— Fun examples. Oh, I thought you were going to give me something. I was very excited. I was like, wow, what'd you bring me? So I decided to give you this, George, $10,000. I'm just kidding. Well, we were talking about celebs being generous, and I thought, I think this is the episode where Rachel is going to give me an unsuspecting gift or a check, like one of those big checks. You get a car, and you get a car. I was like, is there a Tesla out there waiting for me right now? I love it. Oh, man. No, actual famous people uh, are giving back. So actually, The Rock, who is a very generous man, Big a lot fan. of his stuff. Yeah, he gave his Raptor, his he has a customized Ford Raptor, and gave it to a fan, a personal trainer who was also a Navy vet, just gave him, gave him the truck. Wow. I know. So kind. Very generous. Love that. Um, another one, Drake. Yes, the hip-hop artist Drake, uh, this was an interesting one, gave random people massive stacks of cash when filming his uh, God's Plan music video. You remember that song? God's Plan. I'm not going to rap it, Rachel, because— <laughs> I needed everyone to see the arm motion that just happened with George. It would be offensive to all music lovers <laughs> if I did that. Um, uh, Paul Rudd, in 2020, handed out cookies to voters— Waiting line, that's a little bit of a— I like this example, though, because you think, like, well, I'm not a celebrity. I don't have that kind of money. But, like, anyone can go make cookies and give it to I voters. I know. Waiting in line in Brooklyn. How nice. And Paul Rudd did it, you know? Well done. He seems like a sweet guy. It is fun being generous this time of year, though. I mean, it it it, it is the season of generosity. Like, we just tend to tip a little better, and hopefully we're nicer yeah. to everyone. Like, especially retail workers and servers. I know. Please be extra kind to these people. They're, They're on the brink. Hard. They are on the brink of a mental breakdown every single day. It's a lot. It's so a lot. So when in doubt, be extra generous. Be kind, not just with your time, your money, but just with your attitude. Your smile, your face. Yes. Smile. Ask them how their day is going. Be yes. a person. I know. <sighs> just that one gets me. The generosity. It's a, it's a big deal during this time. And again, yeah, multiple ways to be generous. But, um, and, but I feel like, too, you know, 
in the festive spirit, it can be almost easier during this yes. time because because it is talked about a lot, which I appreciate um, this time of year. So the generosity piece is is and really then big. make it a habit year round. I know. And watch how your life changes in April. Be generous in April too. Yeah, live with that open hands. Love it. All right. Well, it's time for our last segment, George. Oh boy. Guilty as charged. And this is where our producer gives us a new guilty as charged question every week. And if we've done it, we have to take a sip. Got my drink ready. All right. This uh, this beautiful Lindsay. vanilla chai white Russian. We are ready. Awesome. Have you ever found money on the ground and kept it? If so. Oh, oh gosh. Do you remember how much? Like, what's the most you found? Mm. You know, if I'm just walking down the street and there's no like establishment near me, I'm picking it up. Yeah, I may look around, maybe say, "Anyone lose money?" If I don't get any takers, in about three, two, one. So you have a three second rule <laughs> for found money. We just now, found out if I if I lose money at the zoo and I find like a wallet or I find something like a lot, I'm like, I'm gonna go take it. Oh, to yeah, the front yeah, yeah. desk. You know what I if mean? If it's like an object, an item versus just some loose cash. Yeah. And, and if, if it's, it's like a lot, is there a limit? You'd be like, this is over $200. Like, I'm going to try to report this. Okay, but what do you do if it's on like the street? Like, again, if you're in an establishment, if you're at a movie theater, if you're somewhere that you can like take it to. Sure. Are people just carrying $200 person- to the movie theater? I don't know. Yeah, what <laughs> just you have an establishment that has a front well, what desk. About, <laughs> what if it's in your neighborhood? Yeah, yeah what different? do you do? I would. Put it in the neighborhood Facebook group. How much? I would say you message me. If it's me. more than $50, I would. Here's what I've seen done well is they say, hey, message me if you lost money and let me know the amount. Oh, oh, it's and like if a pop le- quiz. If it's at least in the ballpark. Like, I don't know how much cash I'm carrying at any given moment. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I remember I had $24. Like, <laughs> I don't know why I turned into Kermit there. I have $24. Oh, $24. Uh, but that's a good way to do it if it's in your neighborhood and you have a Facebook group. Yeah, like, that's smart. Or next door, one of those. But otherwise, yeah, if it's just in the street and I found 20 bucks, I think probably 20 is the most I've just found in the street. I know. I don't think I've found like a lot. I wish I— People don't really carry $50 bills. Now, I do feel—I will say this. What does it say about me? I feel great. I have found a wallet, and I'm like, I get to save It's a fun challenge. I get to save the day. To get get it back to them. To get it back to them. It's like it gives me something because I'm like, I know I'm about to make their day, and it's me doing it. Yes. (laughs) That's selfish. No, I love it. It does feel good to do a Doesn't good deed. Doesn't it feel great? Because I'm like. It goes with this whole theme of generosity. I know. So this is a Phoebe quote on Friends, if you're a Friends fan. Oh. Is there ever a selfless good deed? So for me, it wasn't selfless because I'm getting something. I'm getting joy out of helping someone. Well, that's different. What kind of know. good person award are you trying to win? Being like, well, I do get something in return. Joy. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, now if it's like ego, because I mean, there is a, I've known people who are generous, but like it came with a little bit of a price. Oh, and, like, it made them yeah. look good and feel – like, there's a little bit of a gross – Yeah. It's like a, look how generous I am. Mm-hmm. And so I don't like that type of generosity. I'll take it. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. But it doesn't feel you as good You know what? Mr. Potter found money on It's a Wonderful Life, and he took it and didn't give it back. Way to call <gasps> back to the beginning of the episode, Because Rachel. I'm thinking of this Christmas. I'm like, man, he took that envelope that he knew was George Bailey's. And George Bailey's, like, assistant guy with the crow was like, you know – Oh my gosh! Got okay, I gotta go watch the movie now. I got I gotta leave here and watch the watch that movie. Mm. 
Um, all uh, right. So you guys make sure to DM us if you have any fun guilty as charged questions because we might u- use yours on an upcoming episode. They're fun to get. All right, Rachel. Let's talk about this drink. Who who finished theirs first? Uh, looks like you did. I think I'm a little closer on this one. It was delicious, though. Vanilla chai tea white Russian. I would have never thought of this. Very so creative it, drink. It, it took a lot of hard work. It's very, very creamy. And if you like chai tea, like all the spices and that, I think you're going to enjoy this. Yeah, and I enjoy a chai tea. And guess whose recipe this is, Rachel? Who? This is a nod to you. Tegan from Half-Baked Harvest. <gasps> I love Half-Baked Harvest. We are yes. big, big Tegan All right, fans. I'm going to go 9 out of 10 just for her. For old Tegan. Agreed. It's, it's a lot of dairy for me at this hour, but, you know, I will you say it's worth it. You could substitute it with um, coconut milk. That's true. She coconut that milk, oat milk, great substitutions in this drink. Um, I love it. Great I want to make this at Christmas. For sure. So let's break it down. This recipe includes a vanilla chai syrup uh, made with honey, chai tea, vanilla extract. Then the drink has two ounces of vodka, one and a half ounces of Kahlua, two ounces of chai tea syrup, and then one to two ounces of heavy cream and a cinnamon stick for garnish. <laughs> Love a good garnished cinnamon stick. I do. Stick. It makes it look beautiful. Very elevated. Mm-hmm. So be sure to check out the recipe in the show notes. Let us know on social if you tried it. We'd love to know what you thought of it. And if you have any drink suggestions for future episodes, both cocktails and mocktails, send us a message on Instagram, and we might include it in a future episode. And the cost breakdown of this, not too shabby for how much is involved, about three fifty a glass. Oh, so okay, so it's Im- a little pricey. If you want to impress your friends at a holiday party, this might be the one. This might be it. I love it. Cheers. All right, you guys, it's about that time. So make sure to follow us on social. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Why haven't they subscribed, Rachel? Subscribe now. It's upsetting. Subscribe. And if the spirit leads, you can leave a review. Oh, it'll lead. Share this. <laughs> Share this episode with a friend that loves Christmas movies. Okay, wait, as we end. What is your all-time favorite movie? If you could only watch one movie this Christmas over and over again. A Christmas movie? Yes, it's got to be a Christmas movie. Die Hard. Not a Christmas movie. 100% a Christmas movie. George. This is the real debate of the oh episode. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? It's not a Christmas movie. I could point out 17 things that make is, it a Christmas is, movie. Okay, here's on the same level. Is The Holiday a Christmas movie? Don't, some people would don't say. Don't go there. <laughs> don't even start with me. What's yours? Um, on a classic note, I do Christmas Vacation. Okay. I could watch that over For and over. some reason, the Santa Claus has a lot of nostalgia for me. Mm-hmm. I love that one. Now, the holiday. Okay, if you go Die Hard, I can go ho- the holiday. Fair. Okay. We'll let the <sighs> we, listeners worked, decide who's right Worked here. that out. Woo. All right, you guys. Well, we'll see you next Thursday on Smart, Smart Money, Money Happy, Happy Hour. Hour.